0: Don't overthink it. Just take the plunge. Just give yourself a time, and, and then just just take take that decision. You know. And if you're concerned, and you find yourself, you know, breathing heavy, that is this the right thing to do? Uh, what are people gonna think? And if there's any thoughts that are coming around you, don't fucking do it. I know people that have started businesses working on the weekends, and to me, yeah, okay, if you need, you know, some something to get you going, and you want to do that for a month or two or three months, fair. But other, other than that, to do something on the side for a couple of years or, or, or even have, a you know, it's just it's just not worth it. It's not going to go anywhere. You're, you're, you need to be 100% no matter what. If you have time for vacations in the first few years, I mean, I still don't, uh, then you're doing something wrong as an entrepreneur. You know, you're... Your, your, your social life, your, your vacation life, your, everything is, is, your, is your business. You know, your, your, your entrepreneurial venture and your life are, are not different, they're the same. Um, you know, if you have time to do something else, if you have time to watch a Netflix show, if you have time to tweet or go on Instagram, uh, you have a lot of time on your hands. There's 100,000 things. Under. I mean, it's, it's, this lists are never ending. There's one thing you will 100% get done today, no matter what. This is one thing, it's non negotiable, it has to get done today.
1: Hey, everybody, what's good? Welcome back to the Next Move podcast. And if this is your first time on the show, we're a podcast that shares the strategies, stories, and tools behind people who are making an impact in their fields. And today I have Rohan Mirchandani with me, who is the founder of Epigamia, which is an FMCG company that basically brought Greek yogurt to India for the first time. And I love the story so much because Rohan came from the US, which we'll get into later, and basically disrupted one of the most traditional products that we have in India, which is curd. And they've become a household name. And it's such a it's such an incredible story which we're going to get into and we're also going to get into the importance of failing fast um prioritization and goal setting how rohan sets up his day and lastly why it's actually just more fun to solve tougher problems so you're going to want to stay through right to the end because we're gonna have a fun quick fire section at the end as well so without further ado rohan i'm so happy to have you on man
0: Thanks, Arman. It's a pleasure being here. And, and thanks for thinking of me and inviting me. Of course. And uh, so I want to start with, and I think a
1: few people can hear it. Both of us did grow up abroad. Um, and Rohan, like I was saying, came back and disrupted an entire industry. I came back because the US wouldn't give me a damn visa. Um, so two different reasons, but I want to know, man, what, what was the reason behind coming back to India and doing something
0: here? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've spent pretty much my entire life here. So for me, it wasn't even about coming back. It was just going or coming for that matter. Um, And uh, you know, I, I mean, without going into too much detail, but uh, you know, I, I just saw an opportunity. Um, I worked in finance as my prior career. Um, You know, when I was in business school, I I just saw this insane opportunity to do something. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always had an itch um, and, and just saw something in India, uh, of course, there was some part of it which is connecting with my roots, and you know maybe there was a little bit of an identity crisis that led me to explore. Uh, but but that wasn't what sort of led me to finally do what I did. Um, you know, it was a class I took, um, marketing to the Indian consumer when I was in, in Mumbai, um, and you know I, I visited Mumbai and just realized that there was such an amazing opportunity in the consumer space. Um, you know, and this was back in two thousand twelve, and just realized that there was so much disruption yet to come. Um, one of my guest lecturers was a former. CMO of, of Coca-Cola India, and, and just inspired you know, to hear uh, that in the next 10 to 15 years, we're already sort of seven, eight years into it, you're going to see brands sort of get created that will stand the test of time. Um, and you know along with, coupled with sort of my passion for entrepreneurship and the opportunity I saw, um, I mean, the goal was to come back and you know, come here and, and, and build a brand. And that's what led me to, to what we're doing and what I thought will be a couple of years, which became five years, and now we're sitting on seven and, and you know, who knows how many more. But uh, that's, here we are.
1: Yeah, and that's also, I just have to ask you this, because when I moved back to India, there was all these little things that, I, I loved India when I came back, but there were all these things that pissed me off. Like getting in an Uber, you have to like argue with the dude to put on the AC or... All these little things that I came back that made it, you know, really tough at first. Did you have that kind of experience?
0: I actually had a, a reversed experience, Armand. So for me, it was, it was a little different, right? I think you, you were sort of forced to come back. I, I was reversed because, you know, my, my whole family, everyone's here. You know, we're, 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 we're American in that sense. And uh, for me, um, you know, everyone said I was literally out of my mind for, for going to India. Like, what were you thinking? You know, I had an offer from from for a job. I went to B school, you know, everything was great. And, you know, everyone from, from, from my folks to, to, you know, friends were, were just like, this was, this was ridiculous. You know, you're, you're absolutely crazy. If it wasn't for one of my really good friends, who's a professor at NYU and another person who, who really encouraged me, um, you know, I was, I was on, on, on the fence. Um, but I think what I realized was two things One, I had to do it for myself, and because of that, um, you know, and coming back to your question, I, I actually came to India with zero expectations. So I actually came and, and that maybe that's what ended up helping the thought process and, 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 and the fatigue that a lot of entrepreneurs face. You know, I just came with the uh, with, with everything is zero. You know, nothing's going to work. Everything's going to fail. Um, and and therefore, you know, I think the, the approach I took was was so pessimistic in terms of the day-to-day, uh, optimistic in terms of the opportunity, but pessimistic in terms of the day-to-day that I didn't let things like traffic or internet not working or water being turned off um, really bother me, uh, if, if that makes sense. You know, I, it was just like part and parcel of the opportunity that I was, I was facing. And perhaps that's one of the reasons, you know, we were able to sort of plow through in the early years, which were obviously extremely tough, as you can imagine. So, uh, you,
1: you know, you, you said that everybody asked you, what were you thinking? So I kind of want to know, what were you thinking? And, and <laughs> I know you've talked about this, this story a few times, but I think it'll frame the conversation well. Uh, what were you thinking and, and why, what did, what did you come back to India to start?
0: Yeah, so for me, I think, A, as I said, I, I, I've had an entrepreneurial itch for a very long time. You know, I was never able to take that plunge. Um, so, you know, I, I took it, you know, post-B school. Um, probably if I would taken it earlier, I may have not gone to B school. And I know we'll, we'll, maybe we'll cover something about that later on. But I think the, the, the thought process for me was, A, there was this massive entrepreneurial itch. Um, now, as an entrepreneur, you have, everyone has an itch. There isn't one person who doesn't have an itch. You know, everyone says, oh, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. So I don't want to be that person that said, and regretted the rest of my life. That was one. Number two, there was this opportunity which presented itself in India. Um, we had this, uh, I, I had invested in an ice cream parlor as an angel, you know, some small chump change I'd, I'd saved up very minuscule um, prior to coming to India. Um, and, and that business obviously was just a bunch, a few parlors that hadn't taken off. It was just something on the side. You know, I, I tell everyone there was no vision. It was just something that we'd burnt our fingers with. And I, I realized that there was something huge here, uh, much bigger. There was a calling. As I mentioned, I, I, when I visited India, uh, taking that class, I had this massive eureka moment where I realized that it was just a much larger thing to be done, and that was to build a brand. You know, if you had gone to a grocery store in 2012, um, you know, uh, we didn't even have many of the, the big box guys. I mean, you just went to the, even a kirana shop. Ninety to ninety-five percent of the brands you saw on the shelf were controlled by eight or nine brands, eight or nine companies. You know, the the big guys. And, and this was happening globally. It wasn't just happening. I mean, it was, it, it has been a global revolution. It came to India a little late. Of course, now we're in the middle of it and it's, it's phenomenal. And it's exciting just to be a part of it where all these sort of local native brands, um, you know, globally were disrupting. And I just saw this ridiculous opportunity to, to build a brand that stood for something that believed in a cause um, and, you know, and, and could, could be fresh, innovative, and part of sort of this new generation of Indians that are, that are, that are you know providing you know quality businesses or, or, or this this revolution that's happening being a part of it and you know as i as i call the netflix culture right and i think um, um, and that's something that i'm I mean, we're very excited to be a part of and, and that's that's what really excited me um you know and and that's what i said you know this is something that i have to do um my objectives were actually i i had defined uh, before moving to india i had i had three objectives just so just so you know very clearly for your listeners a was, of course, if the business succeeds, great. That's the ultimate holy grail. Uh, we're still in the works. We're still working towards that. B was if it doesn't, uh, I have two options, uh, B and C. Uh, one is I learn Hindi, uh, which, by the way, I did. Um, so now I, I consider myself somewhat dangerous. Um, and C is I write a book. Uh, so I, I, I had sort of, you know, optioned myself with different areas so that if I come back, it's not, it's not going to be, uh, you know, with my head down. There will always be something I'm proud of. Uh, but I won't just rely on this because you know, from a statistical perspective, you know, entrepreneurial successes are very low. So um, that's the way I looked at it when I came out and and that's what convinced me that this is the right thing to do and uh, January, 2013, I took a one-way ticket um, and haven't looked back since.
1: You know, I think a lot of us, we have these, you know, big goals, like you're saying, everyone has some itch, whatever whatever it is, travel the world, um, you know, start a business, do whatever you're looking, run a marathon. But that, that first point of friction is probably the most difficult point, right? Because you have to get up and actually do something and that it's, it's very overwhelming when it's such a big task. Can you talk about, and I, I might frame this question like this, what advice would you give to someone who's coming to you saying, hey Rohan, dude, I, I wanna do this massive thing. I wanna start, I wanna reinvent um, tea in India, whatever it is, right? Yeah. What's the kind of advice that you'd give to them to actually get going?
0: Yeah, so I, I have a I have a little bit of a, a contrarian view on this one. I mean, I know there's a lot of different, because there's, there's so many things out there, right? And unfortunately, in this world that we live in, there's so much noise, there's so much advice. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the only thing I could do, and, and I'm no expert, the only thing I could do is sort of just tell you from my experience, right, what I went through. And I think one of the things we tend to do, um, and, and these are things that actually help when you, later, when you've scaled up a business, or you're trying to scale further. I just think in the early days, if you have conviction around the product, right? And sometimes, you know, it can go either way because sometimes you, you fool yourself because you think the product's great or the opportunity is great, but then, you know, you realize that it's just, you're drinking your own Kool-Aid. So that being the caveat, um, my advice is if there's some, some level of conviction you've built, um, don't overthink it, just take the plunge. Um, because that, that, that whole, you know, concept, I, and I, I really believe in it, this sort of paralysis by analysis you could continue researching this for the rest of your life, you know, and this is what people do. They keep one foot in their day jobs and they keep one foot in this sort of, you know, extracurricular hobby that they go after. And to me, that's the biggest failure. You're not going to give enough to either side. You're not going to give enough to the career you're trying to pursue during the day and to, to, you know, do something successful uh, from that perspective. And you're not going to give enough over here. So my, my view there is, you know, just give yourself a time and that time should not be more than, you know, a year or six months or eight months. And, and then just just take, take that decision, you know, and if you're concerned and you find yourself, you know, breathing heavy that is this the right thing to do? Uh, what are people going to think? And if there's any thoughts that are coming around you, don't fucking do it. Sorry to use that word. I mean, if, if you have to bleep it out on your, on your podcast. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't have to bleep that out. Okay, Go good. Ahead. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it. I mean, I'm seriously, you know, because if you don't have, if the conviction you have and the passion you have, is not enough for you to take that plunge, um, just just don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It is the it is not an easy thing to do. Um, it requires a, a, a you know a whole life shift, sleepless nights, stress that's to the next level. Um, you know, and if you find yourself trying to sort of get there and trying to do more and more to make it easier to to take that plunge. Um, you're not ready for it and you never will be. Um, you know, and you know, I, I know people that for three years have worked on a business plan. With, I, I, know, I know people that have started businesses working on the weekends. And to me, yeah, okay, if you need you know, some, something to get you going and you want to do that for a month or two or three months, fair. But other, other than that, to do something on the side for a couple of years or, or, or even have a, you know, it's, just, it's, it's just not worth it. It's not going to go anywhere. You're, you're, you need to be 100% no matter what. Um, and that would be my sort of, you know, two cents that, you know, uh, you do it or you don't, you know, you, you do or die. I, I, I really, I, I really, keep, you know, see people that, you know, half-ass it. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just not for it. I, I don't think it's worth it. You're not doing it. You're not doing justice to yourself. You're not doing justice to your employer. You're not doing justice to your entrepreneurial venture. You're failing all three. And, and that would be my, my, my two-bit advice.
1: there's a great yoda quote so my brother did this thing where he was giving us quotes for christmas and there's this quote where he says do or do or do not there is no try and i think that that's kind of that's kind of perfect there my question immediately comes to you as a question from myself because it's something that i'm doing you know i'm I'm working on this as a side hustle and eventually you know i I would like to start my own thing um did you go through a process of getting yourself ready, whether it be financially, emotionally, or anything like that? How do you kind of take those steps to plan to get where you need to do to, to,
0: to get going? So so that's where you need to spend the time. Right. So I think, I think it's, it's a great question. I think if you need, that's where one needs to spend the time, not on overdoing the business idea, the business idea at some point, you know um, you know, yes, you want to do some work around it. You don't want to, like I said, you don't want to drink your own Kool-Aid. You may think it's great. Others don't. You know, do some talk to some folks, get some advice, but fast track that do that in three months, six months, eight months, max, you know, don't keep doing this over time, where you should spend time is what you just said, right, making sure that, um, you know, you've got, uh, and and this is something it's always great to have resources, whether it comes to friends, family, whatever it is. So for me, I was very lucky because, you know, my grandparents had a home in Mumbai. Uh, and I know the expensive cost of living in Mumbai, it's obscene, right? And and I had, um, you know, I was able to sort of, you know, convince them. And of course, they're more than supportive. Um, I mean, my granddad uh, is no longer with us, but my, you know, t- to live in their home when we were in Mumbai. I, I was able to sort of reach out to extended family, uh, reach out to, and you know, consistently on day one, reach out to whoever I could um, to make sure that was there. Um, in the beginning, very, very candidly, um, you have no life so you know you know don't you know there is no social life you know there you're 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 and and i i, I was married but i didn't have any kids so you know my, my and my wife of course was my biggest investor that i had to convince to come out and you know she put up with a lot you know i mean she probably sacrificed the most um you know and of course uh, the least of it was me just convincing her this is only going to be 3 years or 4 years and that like you know every year adding and adding and adding um so i think that that piece of it you have to sort of you know to sort of work out um <laughs> don't think too much about vacations and having budgets to go places. Cause if you have time for vacations in the first few years, I mean, I still don't uh, then you're doing something wrong <laughs> as an entrepreneur, you know, your, 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 your social life, your, your vacation life, your, everything is, is your, is your business. You know, your, your, your entrepreneurial venture and your life are, are not different. They're the same. You are what, you know, and, and, um, and that's why, you know, we, we, I always from day one, um, wanted to and did you know create a culture of um, you know being able to enjoy the environment you're in because you're going to be in that environment for very long periods of time you know that, that is you're 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 your literally breathing along with your your business venture um, and I think you know absolutely I think you you have to plan financially um, you know you've got to make sure that you know you're, you've saved up enough or, or you've got some you know something that you're relying on for some some resources there um, but 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 don't overthink that you know am I going to have enough time to go out for, to some restaurants, or I'm gonna have enough time to travel because, frankly, you shouldn't have any time. It doesn't work, you know, and you won't. Uh, you know that that's very clear. Also, I I did raise some early um, you know funding when I when I when I moved to India uh, from from what I call the three F's the friends, family, and fools. Um, that always helped. Um, I didn't take much of I, I I you know didn't take any salary in the beginning. In fact, just very minimal. But I did take you know something from the, com- the company to take care of my day-to-day, you know, living, whether it was food at the office or, or, you know, if I, if I did have to travel from a work perspective, you know, whatever way it was. So those things I think, um, definitely plan for, and, and I would definitely plan two or three years in advance so that you're, you're covered for that much. Um, and that's, and that's probably to me the harder part. Um, what I'm not for is you saying, I will keep one foot in the door and work a day job, you know, to sort of, sort of do this. I I'm for it for a certain time period. Um, but, once you see, once you have the conviction uh, then, then jump on the, you know, then just jump full wholeheartedly. I, I don't think it's worth, you know, you, if you can't give it a hundred percent, it's just not worth it. I,
1: I, I love that. And it's, it's a really good reminder for me as well to keep in the back of my head. Um, Now I, I talk to a lot of guests who come on this show because I'm very interested about productivity and using your time effectively and finding a balance if, it, if it's possible. I want to ask you, does it, does it really, does it really take like 12 to 14 hours a day to get something off the ground? Like, is is that really the case?
0: Look, I think, you know, and, and, and I'm probably going to get slammed by there's all these new, you know, it's, I think COVID has had everyone self-reflect. I've been one of them and maybe, you know, you can deem me a hypocrite if you want, but I, I, I just, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I think, I think, and maybe it's just the way I did it. Um, today, of course, I'm probably down to, you know, the, the hours you talked about and maybe a little less. Um, of course, I have a lot more time to think about, you know, strategy than I, than I you know, of course, we'll, and we, we can get into that in terms of how, you know, we, we, I mean, we still have a very, very long way to go. We're nowhere near where we need to go. Uh, but of course, you know, we're, we're not where we were in the early days. You know, obviously, we've we, we moved out of that. We've scaled up from there. For us, I think what what was, you know, for me at least, like I said, you know, you're, you're living, breathing um, you know, this, this is it. There's nothing else that goes on in your life in the beginning, you know, because, and, and the idea also is that effort that you're putting in the beginning, remember all odds are against you. Um, the only thing, the only control you have is the effort you put in, in the early days, right? That's the only thing you can do. And, and, the, and, and, what I mean by that is, um, and you talked about this earlier, you know, when you use these concepts like fail fast, um, fail fast comes from effort. You, you have to put that effort in. And when we say, when we use the word fail fast, you know, a lot of people, think that means uh you know do something quickly the idea is what normally conventionally in a normal work day or work week would take 40 hours a week and it would take you a year to do you know try to you want to try to do that in four or five months and put 100 hours a week that's what we mean by fail fast put the effort in fail it fast you know so that you can move on and it's good for you from a life perspective and that's why we, you know, across the board, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You know, you, you really have to put it in. And there's an immense amount of sacrifice. You, your family, people around you, your friends have, you know, you have to make. Um, you know, uh, friends were, were, were saying, you know, you know, who are you? You know, we don't even know who you are anymore. You know, do you even care about us anymore? And it's not that you don't care. You just don't have the time, you know. Um, and, you know, for me, I mean, the joke was in the office that, you know this 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 son of a gun is, is ready to come in the office on Sundays. You know does that mean we have to be there on Sundays as well? And, and you know and uh, and and you know in our and our office actually was just in 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 Kurla in a shed above uh, behind a a, a petrol pump. You know so it wasn't even really an office that you really wanted to to live in or be in. Um, so so I think I think you, you know my answer to that question is yes you, you you have to put it in now. Does that mean I think. Maybe, and in, in, let me sort of put things in perspective, because we're talking about 2013, 2014, and I think the six years has changed things drastically, right? I think, and, and this post-COVID world has also showed us, you know, what all you can do from home. So am I a believer now that you could put those same hours in or, or spend the time from home? Yes. But I think in those early days, if you don't, again, I just come back to that 100%. Uh, when I mean 100%, I don't even mean from a career perspective. I mean from every angle. Um, you know, if you have time to do something else, if you have time to watch a Netflix show, if you have time to tweet or go on Instagram, uh, you have a lot of time on your hands <laughs> you know, you're, that you're not spending, what your business needs and deserves in the early days, you know, so that's the way I look at it at least. So, okay.
1: I, I, I definitely see that. And I've heard this analogy, um, from Rand Fishkin, who's the founder of Moz and he's, he's talking about, it's like a flywheel at first. You're just like, doing your best to push it, to get it to move. And then once it starts rolling, it's a little bit easier. Um, the question is that I have is how are you, how are you deciding how to spend your time? Right? Because if I'm spending my time doing all this unproductive stuff, that's not moving the needle, it's just useless time. I, I feel that's almost a form of laziness because yeah. I'm too lazy to think. And I'm just, just doing work to do work. How, yeah. how do you kind of decide, okay, this is my priority for today, for tomorrow, for this month,
0: and, and actually act on that. Yeah. So there's this, um, you know, uh, and, and I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm still learning this. I, I, I'm, I have a very long way to go, uh, but maybe I've got a few years more than you and, or, and maybe some of your listeners. But the way I sort of came to terms with this question, and I'm, I'm going back to the early days. I think today is a little bit different, and I can talk about today as well because obviously today, in terms of you know where we are as a company and the team I have, and also now with the COVID world. Um, the way I looked at it is, you know, um, there's, there's a hundred thousand things you can do. I mean, it's, it's, this lists are never ending, you know, there's, and then I, I used to be a big list guy, you know, make your to-do list and nothing got crossed. I just came to terms with, um, just picking three things, right? So you, you pick three things, um, and, and out of those three things, there's one that you will, every morning I used to get to the office and I would have those three things in front of me. And and the three things are as follows there's one thing you will 100% get done today, no matter what, you know, and even if that means, you know, you have to sacrifice a, a late lunch or a late dinner or whatever it is. And as the day progresses, this is one thing it's non-negotiable It has to get done today. Um, and then, and the other two are things that you want to devote a, a more significant time to your your day, right? So you want to make sure that you want to at least put a dent in some of the, the effort in the other two. And then over time, what's, you know, number two and number three today, you know, tomorrow or the day after or the week after becomes number one, which means today is the deadline for it. And that just helps you as you're thinking through your timelines and structures and calendarizing your work. But when you come in and you're in the midst of it on a daily basis, I, I look at three because really, if you want to give the attention, if you really want to move the needle, like you said, um, that there's only one real big thing you're going to get done in a day and you're going to be able to get time. And that's how I looked at it. And literally it was something as simple as hire ahead head of production. That I have to get this done today. So I need to activate this. I need to make sure interviews are happening. I need to make sure this is happening. I need to make sure I, I'm, I'm doing this, whatever I'm doing, right? Um, so, I, I mean, I am I'm a, I mean, I, I live on lists and, and now, of course, I've got Mino to help me with that. So she helps me coordinate and, 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 and sort of do that. But I think the way I look at it is it, you have to just be from a productivity perspective. There's going to be one thing that you're really going to nail. Um, just define it at the start of your day. This is the one thing I am going to get done today, no matter what. No matter what comes at me, if the factory breaks down, if there's a weather storm, if there's a strike, if there's a protest, if there's a a a, a global virus, I'm gonna get this one thing done today. <laughs> and and that's the that's what you need to sort of go about it with, right? This is this that that this is my one thing for the day. If you make that one into two or three, none of those are getting done. I can guarantee you that.
1: So I, I was gonna say um, that that's a really good way of looking at it because I myself I, I write huge lists and half of it doesn't get ticked off exactly, um, which is the most annoying thing on the planet uh, to go to bed with that actually it's it's it rings in your head. But where are you deciding where you pull these three things from? For example, is there like a program I'm trying to launch this product or? I'm yeah. trying to do this. How, how do you kind of pull those three things into your bucket?
0: Yeah, so I, wh- wh- again, again, and th- what you're referring to is prioritization. Now, right? Mm-hmm. That, I, that that's that's the key. And I think um, you know, there, that's something. Again, uh, you know, I'm 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 giving you all this this so-called Yan, but it's, it's not like I'm the best at this either. I'm still it's a it's a, it's a massive learning curve for me, right? As I, as I'm going through this as well. Prioritization is a, a very tough one, and I think that's a, a big one for entrepreneurs. You know, and, and and I and I can I can very proudly say that i failed miserably at this early in the early days right um and i think yeah you know i think prioritization is something that i'm i'm just you know it's 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 something that you have to learn um it's it's always helpful to have an advisor i'm a big believer in mentors um you know i've had some of the best and i and i wouldn't be where i am without them and i highly recommend anyone getting into the entrepreneurial journey it is a very lonely journey Co-founders are great. I think that's also very important to have if you can. Of course, I know it's not always easy, but having a couple of mentors, and and in, in the beginning, to be honest, you know, strategy advice. There's always plenty of that. I think having someone to talk to, um, you know, at least from mentorship perspective, it could be someone who's a, a family member, uh, and you know, and sometimes we we forget, you know, our, our parents or, or an uncle or an aunt or a cousin or a relative may not have business experience or may not have entrepreneurial experience or may not have any relevance in what you're trying to do. But let me tell you something, they can help you with prioritization. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what they can help you with, you know? Um, and I think that's something one should never shy away from asking help um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's just more, it's, it's more about, you know, what's going to have the bigger impact of the day. Um, and and I'm, I'm giving you a very wishy-washy answer because there is no straight answer there that has to come from within because, you know, it's very hard for, you know, to say, you've got this list of 30 things. Now, what do I pull out? But I think what's more important is you pull something out. I would rather you pull something out and it, and it ended up not being uh, number one and later on you find out it was actually number five on the list, then you sort of struggling and mulling over what's number one for a long time and never delivering on that, right? I'd rather look at it, uh, I, I'd reverse the, the trend that way. But like I'm saying, it's, it's very important, especially when the journey is lonely, to bring in people, um, you know, and, 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 and as I'm saying, you may think, oh, I got no one in my family that has run a business. No, that, that, that's not what you're using them for. You're not asking them for, you know, what's the best way to scale the podcast and bring in a, a great users? What's the best way to distribute the content? You're not asking them for that. You know, you're getting into nitty gritties on here's a, a hundred things I need to do today. Um, you know, just t- someone to voice it over with. And, and you, you'd be surprised, you know, even, even someone at home who's, who's never been a business person, maybe someone, you know, uh, uh, who's, who's run a household or taking care of the kitchen, could help you prioritize. You'd be very surprised on how that works. Um, you know, in, in the prioritization realm.
1: Wow. That's, that's an awesome bit of advice. Yeah. I think a lot of us get caught up in, you know, this
0: mentor needs to have done this or needs to be yeah. the CEO of that, but
1: yeah, anybody can help you. Mentorship
0: um, comes in many different ways, you know, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've, I think there isn't any member of my family that hasn't helped me that I, I, I owe everything I do to, you know, my immediate family, whether it's my, my father, of course, for sure. Uh, I mean, without fail, everything, um, and then my brother, my, my wife, my mother, everybody has play, played a role. And, you know, I mean, that, that's what's that's what's great, because it, it, it you really need that support system.
1: Have you um, struggled with that any or, or it doesn't have to be just with that? I, I kind of want to get what's like been your latest struggle or, or the latest thing that's that's kind of keeping you up at night that you're that you're trying to tackle right now? And how, how are you planning to get over
0: it for us? I think. You know, it, 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 it's, it's segue into what we just talked about, right? There's, um, mm-hmm. So for us, you know, where we've gotten is, um, I think on some level, there's, there's you know, there's, a, there's now I've got a team and, you know, obviously I've got some structure and how things happen. I'm, my biggest challenge, that, the biggest thing that I'm going through today is this, you know, what I, what I define as the transition from entrepreneur to CEO you know there's a, there's a massive trend there's a two very distinct you know different words i still have no freaking clue what the word ceo means i have no idea i mean i i have been that's been my title because it's you know for a while i but I, I i for the life of me i don't know what it means um you know and and i think but i know what an entrepreneur means which means just getting everything you know getting shit done that's what an entrepreneur means and that's what i am that's what i how i that's my dna and as i move towards this ceo you know i think now what happens is um you know there's a lot of choices to be made, right? I've got a lot of choices that I, you know, that I have. And now of course, you know, the, the, the entrepreneur in me was used to get, get it done myself. Now this sort of new CEO, whatever it is, now you've got a team that's coming to you with options. Um, and now there's, like I said, choices to be made. And I think the biggest struggle is, you know, what's the best choice. Um, and, you know, you know, so now before it was prioritizing the problems now it's prioritizing the choices, you know, so that's sort of phase two of, 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 of the challenges, right? Um, and and then, you know, it sounds like, okay, that's, Rohan, it must be a, a nice life to lead because now you've got choices, but yeah, but you know, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a long journey to get here, but now that's another it's a problem that, 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 that I face because now I'm left with decisions that I have to take, which have significant impact on the amount of time my team will spend on each one of those choices, and, and that could lead to, uh, you know, a, a shitty decision or a good decision. Uh, but again, the way, the way where I come from is a decision is better than no decision. You know, so for me, you know, again, fail fast and, and let it through. So I think that's where I spend a lot of time today. Um, for us specifically, it's, it's how do we expand our distribution? Um, and now with, with the digital world and, you know, we've seen our digital business take off, you know, with e-commerce and our own D2C platform. How do we continue sort of acquiring new and newer customers efficiently? That's a big one for us, and then the second big one that sort of in that realm is our product strategy as we're you know expanding ourselves into more and more categories, um, you know, and that and that's a never-ending you know uh, prism, right? Because we've got a you know a very strong positioning, uh, but there's so much we can do with our product strategy, so that's never-ending as well. So how do we sort of go about that? And within those two, there's millions of choices to be made. So I think the idea now is how do I prioritize those? And take decisions uh, rather than sort of leaving them lingering, and and that's where I spend my sleepless nights, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and a thought that came up there is, you know, you have to make decisions, and a lot of people they can't move forward without an approval from you or talking to you or, you know, just getting your thoughts on something. How do you how do you spend your time between focused work, doing what Rohan needs to get done on the day one, two, three, versus yeah. helping other people out to achieve their action
0: items? Yeah. So, so now, uh, I mean, a lot of time, I mean, today is probably different, but let me, but I think today is going to set up a platform for the future because now everything's changed, right? Thanks to this, um, this new world that we live in. And, and I, by the way, I'm a big believer that the, the office as we know it is gone. I mean, a, a lot of people will fight with me and argue with me, but that's a different discussion we can have because I think this crisis has just proven anything's possible um, and, and productivity is gone. I mean, I don't think m- myself included and my team. I don't think anyone's been at this level of productivity like they've been before. So that's, that's, that's very interesting, yeah. So the way I, to answer your question directly though, I think, um, you know, you definitely have to have a structure where, um, so I've, you know, again, something I didn't do when I first started, but now, you know, over time, three, four years ago, a, a very dear friend of mine from uh, Niris Kucker from Paperboat, whom some of your users made you know, with the founder co-founder of Paperboat, advised me from, from the beginning, you know, get someone to plan your calendar. Um, and it's, it's worth, you know, even if you have to take a pay cut on, on what you're getting, get someone, pay them to help you manage your calendar, which of course I, the first few years I didn't, and coming from America where this like unheard of, but in India, it's so, so chaotic. You know, I think that was important Uh, and it just gives you operating leverage, right? We call it operating leverage so that you're able to, um, have someone manage your day, or at least you put some effort in calendarizing your day so that you can then focus on where it is. I think today I'd say 70 to 75% of my work time goes into um, some form of, of meeting, right? And when I say meeting, I don't mean a boring meeting, I just mean um, a, a, a meeting where there's some decisions to be taken, you know, or whatever it is. And that's where, uh, and, and given like, like you said now that, you know, the role is such that, and for me, it's not just that an approval is needed for me. I think more so the way I try to structure is input is needed for me, you know, like, so, um, and the way I always tell the team is if there's certain, you know, um, uh, projects or certain, you know, uh, departments, and, and the leadership of that team, if, you know, three out of three of you or three out of four of you agree, then don't even bother bringing it to me. Just update me and I'll let you know if I have an input. So I've actually nipped that in the bud. I don't want to waste time in a meeting for my approval. That's just a waste of everyone's time. I have no, I mean, you know, some of, the, some of my team members are just phenomenal. I mean, they come with years of experience, which I could only dream of having. So why would I try to impose something on them when they could probably take better decisions than I can? Um, you know, so the way I look at it is if there's a c- consensus, Update me if I have any points, I'll send them across. Um, but go ahead now. If there's a debate where there's you know two versus two, or or it's one versus three, and someone has a very strong conviction on something, that's when it comes to me for the you know so to, to be, be the tiebreaker, uh, the tiebreaker vote. So, what, what's a decision is actually like a tiebreaker vote, is, is really what I, I, I and that's how I've sort of restructured everything, and that's how it goes. And, and the team knows that today, if there's a conviction they have and there's a gen, there's a consensus. I'm going to back that because, you know, uh, there's a reason they're, they're, my, they're my team. There's a reason that, that we're, we're the drums food family. Um, you know, why would I be this sort of, uh, you know, person trying to put on a, a point of view when they've done the work and, and I have a lot of faith and trust in them. So that's, that's, that's where a lot of the decision making goes. So it's not decision making. It's, you know, just the final vote, I guess. If, 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 if Voting on the tiebreaker. It's a lot of my, you know, day goes in that. Uh, so I'd say 70 percent I think that the rest of it, then, I'd say twenty-five to thirty percent is just sort of self time, you know, self reflection. Um, like you said, you know, what is my po- the goal of the day? And the goal of the day could also be in one of those meetings to make sure that something's not happening to push and say, look, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go with this vote on the tiebreaker. But why isn't this, this, or this happened yet? And just push back on that, right? That's that's the way I, I see it. Um, and then the rest of it, and I think you know, COVID has been um, sort of has accelerated this. Is having the downtime where now when you're in an office, a lot of time goes in just chit chatting and, you know, just, which is great for, you know, sort of culture and, and personality of development, which we can also restrict in my view to twice a week. We don't need to do that every, we don't need to have personal, you know, development on a daily basis. But now if I turn off and my laptop's off, I can just sit here on this small little desk in this basement of this house I'm in right now, and just take notes, self-reflect, and then get, be productive on my on, on self, my personal goals that I need to achieve for the business, right? And I think that's really helpful. So I, I would say 75-25 is my split right now um, in terms of how much goes into sort of with, with the team and then 25% on my own. Um, I do a lot of just, note. I, I, I'm still old school. I, I just love taking notes. I, I still love just writing stuff down, ideas down. You know, I may be reading something. I may be listening to something. I may be watching something and I'll just pause and some, an idea will pop up and I'll just, you know, write it down. I just watched the Netflix documentary the other day. Unfortunately, it's not available in India, but it's on Amazon Prime. I got like 30,000 ideas that I just started jotting down, jotting, jotting. And then my team got like a bombardment of emails from me. So I I love doing that. And I, and, you know, so I, my notebook is always close, you know, so that's always just constant note-taking that, that goes on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. So, yeah, so I would say 75, 25 would be, would be the split in terms of time. Uh, Which documentary was that, that you said that? Um, I forget the name of it, but it it was on, it was a Netflix story. Um, It was on Amazon Prime. I know they had restricted it to to the only United States, but Mm. they may open it up soon. And I highly recommend every entrepreneur to watch it. You know, Mm. talk about a business that went from, you know, DVD rentals through the mail, uh, you know, which never ever made sense to what they are today. It's just an amazing story. Very inspiring.
1: That's so interesting that Amazon Prime is hosting the Netflix story. Exactly, right? (laughs) (laughs) It seems a bit weird, but I I definitely... I'll, I'll check that out when, I get, when it comes to India. Yeah. Um, so, another very specific question when you're, uh, well, actually a two part question. When you're uh, thinking, you're doing a self reflection, which is 25% of your time. Are there certain questions that you ask yourself? For example, I know a lot of people do these 80 20 analysis. What's the, you know, 80% of the work that's bringing me, oh, sorry, the opposite, 20% of the work that's bringing me 80% of the results. Are there pre- specific questions that you ask yourself? And part two is just so I don't forget this, is when do you do your best thinking? Is it during a walk? Is
0: it during exercise? What, what, when is your best ideas come out? Yeah, so, um, so A, you know, I, I, and I know the 80-20 method well, I just haven't been able to figure it out. Maybe I'm just, I don't have the IQ I'm still trying to get there. (laughs) Unfortunately, I I wish I, I hope I get there someday, uh, you know, because I'm not able to ever figure out what that is because, you know, every day is a new, a new battle. Every day is a new challenge. There's, you know, thousands of things that come up. I think, um, you know, from my perspective, uh, you you asked a good question. You know, I, I, you know, I actually find, you know, the, the, when I, when I'm going to sleep at night, you know, and it sucks because it makes me stay up later and later and later, but I, I find my best thinking happens right before bed. Um, I keep, I keep uh, you know, if I don't have my notebook next to me, I'll just send myself an email or, or WhatsApp, you know, myself or something just to take some notes that, that come to mind. Because a lot of that, you know, as, as I'm preparing for bed or I'm, I'm jumping into bed, um, you know, I, I, the brain just starts just on overload, right? Because that's the end of the day, you're, you're, the, you're the most relaxed. Um, and I, I find that time to be the one where the ideas flow the most. I mean, absolutely. For me, prior to the COVID world, a lot of it happened on the airplane. I, I, my my the best, my best ideas have come on the plane. The idea to launch Greek yogurt, the idea for Epigamia came on a, on a plane ride. So um, you know those, those the, the, and then again, that's part of very similar. In, if you think about the mentality, you're sort of relaxed. You're you're you know you're just in you're in your seat. You're you're trying to zone out. And then same here, you know, right before bedtime, you're you're about to get them to zone out. I find that to be the best time because when the morning starts, you're just rushing into something, and it's never ending. So uh, you know the right before bed is is, is for me where, where I'm at my best.
1: So I I have a lot of questions there. Um, I'm going to have to pick one. I'm, I'm picking the idea of, of routines. So this is another thing that really interests me. Is there something that you do both before you go to bed to kind of wind down and get yourself out of work mode? And do you have like a strict morning routine that you have to follow, or is it kind of pretty much like just go, go, go right from, you know, the word jump?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to find this the answer to this question. And when you do, please educate me because I think uh, just from a healthy lifestyle perspective, I need to move in that direction. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get there yet. I tried. I've tried very hard. And, and, you know, you keep reading all these amazing things about what, you know, how Bill Gates does it, Bill Gates's morning routine and, and you know, and so-and-so's morning routine. And you know, and, and I get inspired, and for a week I try it, and then it just just dies out, dies out. You know, because it's it's the call, and and maybe I'll get there one day. You know, I I hope I, I do because I think it'll just be healthy for everybody, especially the people around me, uh, my close family. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I I think it's just it's just tough for me because there's so much going on, uh, and maybe there's another extra nuance because right now especially I'm I'm here, you know, I'm I'm running a business in India. I'm I'm, I'm in the United States. Not that that matters to me because everyone's working from home anyway. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, it's, it's tough, you know, and I think um, I've tried the routines. I've tried things. It's very personal. Um, I don't think it's not something I recommend to everyone. I, I just, I haven't been able to get there. And, and I think maybe my advice to your your listeners and, and you is if you haven't got there yet, you know, don't overthink it because I've tried it all and I haven't got there yet and I'm still trying. Um, you know, I, I, I think I will probably eventually get there. I, you know, my, my wife is always pushing me on to get into a routine. I think eventually I think it's, it's when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you also tend to be a very passionate individual, right? In general, that's what comes with entrepreneurship. And the minute you're passionate, you know, you're, you're also going to get, be driven by what's the need of the hour um, because that's where you're going to put most of your brain power, your horsepower behind. And right now I think as the business still requires that um, of course, that's also part of the journey of moving from, you know, entrepreneur to CEO. I think the first step in the journey for me um, was the biggest, the first breakthrough was just trying to plan and calendarize the day. I think that itself is a big step, you know, just being able to have Google calendar, being able to time slot, which I know maybe for a lot of people is like, Oh, we do that anyway. Uh, trust me, I never did that. Uh, so for me, that was a big jump, you know, four years ago or five years ago and just getting more and more efficient with that. And even just slotting the time for your, your, your email, spotting the time for your thinking, whatever it is. Um, I, I would love to tell you I have a routine, I, I, you know, and, and I've tried it all, um, I, I, I just don't. You know, and I think a lot of it today has to do with, with India and the hours and, and certain meetings coming up, certain times popping up, um, you know, I just, I, 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 of course, I try to structure it so that when I'm, when I, when late night, so I have a routine now here in the sense that I got late nights with calls, you know, I sleep a little bit, I wake up really early because I want to be on India time, do the calls. And then I try to nap during the day, so I can get the six, seven hours of sleep in every day. So I just balance that out. Um, but, but of course, that 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 lends itself to like a sleep routine, if that makes sense. But it doesn't lend it. But then the calls are, are are so yes, there's a routine where I'm sitting in front of the of the laptop, and I've got my Zoom calls or my Google Hangout calls. That has a routine to it. But in terms of, um, you know, some structure, you know, I, I'm, I I I do intermittent fasting. So that that made intermittent fasting change my life. Yes, I, I highly recommend. Every entrepreneur should be on IF. I, I, I mean, that just makes life so easy. So you don't have to think about food. You only have one, a few hours a day, you need to think about food. And then, and then you know, you're, 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 I, I, that's something that I recommend every entrepreneur. It's like, it's like, an, it's like a hack. It's a biohack and it's an entrepreneurial hack because it's just time saved, right? On what to eat, how to eat. Uh, you, you could just restrict it to finite hours. I, I, that's a big part of what I do. I mean, IF has changed my life in a big way. So I know I'm not giving you a very good answer, but that, that, that's my two cents.
1: No, no. I, honestly, I love the honesty, man. Like that's, that's like where you get the genuine nuggets of information. We're, we're all figuring stuff out, you know? Yeah. Um, but intermittent fasting has also changed my life. Like just the, I, like you said, not having to think about food and just being able to go is, is such an advantage. Um, I want to ask you one last question before we kind of get into some quick fire ones. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you manage your stress? Like on a really stressful day where you feel overwhelmed and you're like, you know, I just don't feel good. Your body feels weak, whatever it is. Is, is there something that you do to kind of just get yourself back on track? Uh,
0: a couple of things. So I'm, I'm a, I mean, I, I, I love sports. Um, so, you know, of course you try to play when you can, but you know, that used to be the early thing, you know, I see a basketball there behind you. So I'm a big, big basketball fan. Huge basketball Okay. Hardcore mm-hmm. diehard New York Knicks fan, which unfortunately is I'm sorry, one of worst franchises to be a fan of. But uh, still, still, always hoping and wishing maybe one day in my life um, they'll do something. But um, you know, so I, I used to, uh, uh, you know, in the old days, just go to the backyard and and, and shoot hoops. Um, I found some some places in Mumbai to go and just just. And when I say you know trying to play it, you know, my age, I find out my knees are really bad, but. I mean, and even in my, in my office or even in my room at home, um, I've got like a little mini hoop that I like to just keep throwing. Um, so that, that, that's a big de-stressor for me. In fact, in the office, you'll see everyone with this, I have this little mini rubber basketball that I just keep squeezing and people will see me walking around with it. You can ask my team. Um, so that, that, that's one piece of it for sure. Um, the other piece of it, I think, um, and not everyone will have this, I think uh, one of the biggest things that happened to me that changed my life was, was, was kids. And I think uh, that's a, that, that's a great one. You know, I think just having uh, um, my sons and, and even my, my my nephew and niece, um, that was just amazing. I mean, they, they can de-stress you, they can give you stress, and that but that kind of stress is welcome stress, right? That'll just de-stress you automatically. And I think that that is something that's very recent. You know, not everyone, especially early in my journey, I did not have that at all. I was very far from it. Um, but that today is a big one. You know, and 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 I think during this time, especially, um, you know. Any anytime I feel that, and provided he's not he, one of them is not napping, I can easily Facetime one of them, or or just go and see, pick up one of them, and play with them. That that helps a lot. Um, you know, I think that's a big de-stressor. Um, and, and then also just um, so so sports from a from a shooting hoops perspective, but also just watching sports. I love just just to watch athletes at their best. Um, you know, I use a lot of sports analogies in how we work as a company. Team teamwork is big for me. So watching, playing, and then kids, I think these are three of my top sort of de-stressors as, as I go along.
1: Nice, nice. I got to get on that kids thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so dude, I, w- I want to get into some quick fire questions. These sure. all come from past interviews where I've seen you and I've I just had these random questions come up. Sure, sure, well, sure. Why don't you use social
0: media? Uh, distraction. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I think I don't have any time and every free minute I get, I want to either dedicate it to the business or to my kids. And I think I just, it's a distraction. Okay,
1: that, that's a good one. And um, my other question is every single interview, especially your TV interviews ask you, Oh Rohan, your prices are
0: too high. Does that piss you off? Not at all. I, I think that's, uh, uh, th- that, that means we're doing something right because our positioning is premium.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm, I'm very happy being asked that question.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, and another one is, does university matter? Do you think going to a grad school is important?
0: Oh, God, you're going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'll leave it at
0: that. I, I agree. So that, that's <laughs> awesome. Absolutely not. I, I, think, I think it's for some it's for, and definitely not for some. And I have, uh, I've been yelled at because I've, I've discouraged people from going and their parents have been pissed off with me. But, um, um, and, and I, I sound like a hypocrite because I've, I've done both undergrad and MBA, but my answer is absolutely not.
1: No, I think, I think doing that kind of gives you the best perspective because it's, it's the yeah. same with me. Um, and the last thing I want to ask you before we wrap up is I, I'm, I'll give you some time to think about this, but what is the weirdest thing about you? The weirdest
0: thing about me? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can take your time. Um, I'll cut out the...
0: Uh, Okay. I'll, 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 I'll I'll give you something. Um, I think I've got, okay. So, so my, um, just some, just cause it's a quick rapid fire. So I I have this crazy short-term memory loss, right? And it's crazy because I've got a very strong long-term memory and it drives people insane because I probably can't tell you what I had for dinner last night or, you know, what I wore, uh, what, what clothes I would wore to bed last night and before I showered. But I can tell you exactly a year ago what drink you and I had when we met or what food you ate. Or, or I could tell you in the future what, my, what I envision the company exactly to look like a year from now or five years from now. Um, and, and, but it, it tends to drive everyone around me insane. I, I don't know what it is. I just have a terrible short-term memory, which is complemented by an obscenely strong long-term memory. So I don't know what it is, but that, that, it, it's really odd and it drives everyone insane.
1: Hey, can I give you what my um, completely unprofessional thought is on that? Sure. I, I think it's probably because you have so much going on all the time that you, you can't be focused on those things. And it kind of just eludes you because you're, you're not thinking about it. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that, that's- maybe, just a yeah, maybe, maybe
0: it's just, I'm just not a very aware of my environment. You know, I'm so focused on what I'm doing. You're right. Because, and it drives a lot of people crazy because they'll be like, I just told you that. And like, oh- <laughs> and you said and you said yes i'm like yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah but if you if you ask me you know when did uh, uh, that that basketball behind you i'll probably tell you 10 years from now that the first time you know we spoke there was a basketball behind you during the uh, during the podcast and we all remember that
1: <laughs> Wow, i'm gonna try to remember that too so i can ask you yeah. 10 years from now uh yeah. rohan i think that's an amazing place to wrap up i i learned so much from this interview there. thank you so much for the time
0: uh, likewise, great to be here and, and great questions. It was a little different from what I've done with people. And I, 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 I see where you, the trend you were headed on. And, you know, um, thanks so much, Armand, for having me. I had absolute pleasure.
1: Amazing. And thank you to everybody for tuning into this podcast. If you have any thoughts, questions, or anything like that for Armand, make sure to put them in the comment section below. And P he has the time, we'll get back to you. So see you guys in the next one.